Cool sound effects we have now, Chris. That's really awesome. This uh, format's going to give us a lot of uh, playability um, on your end, though. So I'm going to I'm I'm going to raise my hands and say I'm not, uh, responsible for any of the inappropriate sound effects that may be coming across the speakers. They're all appropriate sound effects. So we, uh, we've had technical difficulties over the last couple of months, which is why the podcast has been down, but we are back up and going. And with this new format, it's going to make us a lot easier to reach you guys. Yeah. And, uh, not just tech, you know, and we all experience life happens. We have our ups, we have our downs, we, we have everything else going on in our lives, but things have finally come to the stage where we come and this is our outlet to not only just you but talk to each other and just have fun it's our release it's our relation and i am beyond happy that we are ready all right so today chris have you uh have you checked out netflix recently i think we uh there's a new show on it and it's called king of collectibles yes i've uh, binged it Last weekend, I believe, I think I watched all six. And uh, quite interesting. I really enjoyed it. And being a little bit of a collector myself, I found it very fast. I thought it was really interesting. Like, it got me back into looking at my sports cards. Yeah. A lot of the time, I like, I've had these cards for years and years and years. I've been collecting since I was like, grade six so i'm not going to age myself but that was mid 80s <laughs> and um i've been taking a look at my sports cards and finding out you know oh maybe i need to get this graded like i recently took a look at my michael jordan um upper deck 1991 sp1 yep. and regular ungraded value you're looking at around 20 bucks but if i get that graded and it's a nine or a ten. A ten, it's looking at already about five hundred and fifty bucks on that one particular card. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty amazing. And with a lot of my cards, I'm a little OCD on keeping things nice. So that was one of the cards that went into a hard a hard lockdown folder immediately. So the corners are crisp. It is. Uh, it's been working. It's been working pretty good. That's really neat. I the uh, hockey card or sports card collector. I did more along card wise. I have the comic cards. Like I have the, the uh, couple of the DC comic series. I have the kingdom come. I have some Marvel, some Spider-Man. I have the 1989 upper deck um, Batman cards that came out with the original movie. And I haven't gone really hardcore into looking to what some of my cards are worth. Do know I have a Alex Ross signed Kingdom card from his uh, series that he wrote with Mark Wade. Um, curious to see what the value of that is, but like I said, I'm not hard into the, the card collecting. My collections are more varied and all over the place. Uh, however, he was a hockey card fan. You know Dean. And uh, Dean 
Yep. We used to work for uh, CFRN TV radio in Edmonton. And one of his clients way back in the day, uh, around 78, you might see where this is going. Uh, and one of his clients was, uh, I can't remember, but they, they did hockey cards and they distributed their hockey cards through the old Red Rooster uh, convenience stores. And as a gift, Dean was given a, sh a sheet. So that's 24 uncut Wayne rookie cards. And a sheet nice. of the 78 Edmonton Oilers roster, uncut. Of that, I do not even want to pretend to know who it would be. Uh, I am unsure what happened to the cards. Uh, my uncle passed. I'm assuming my aunt or my one of my cousins has it. But hoping that they are preserving that and holding on to that because, wow, that is... Yeah. I think that's going to be a small fortune. Yeah, definitely. Especially since a Wayne Gretzky rookie card um, has such a high value just in of itself. Yeah. It, it's, it's neat to see though, that they did more than just on the show. They're talking about more than just hockey cards. They're talking about a wide variety of things. Like they actually have um uh, Beanie Babies on there, which I definitely wasn't into. No, I wasn't into the Beanie Babies either. Um, I did like to see there was that uh, one little clip just where he was looking at sheets of a old Green Lantern comic. And that one intrigued me. I was hoping there'd be more along the lines of the, the comic stuff. Um, some of the action figures, some of the Lego, but you know, this, I can see us for I can see a second season coming and maybe we'll dwell down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it, uh, I think, I think it's going to be a really good show. I, it's definitely brought a lot of people back to the collecting. And I think given the success of this, I think we're going to probably see another couple of shows start that are going to copy this one directly. Now they're not going to be, they're not going to be on Netflix. I'm thinking it's probably going to be an Amazon Prime thing. Uh, or any of them. We might get an H HBO one. We might get a Prime one. We might get one on uh, Plus. Who knows? But the, the, the greatest thing that will come from the show is the copycat and the imitations. We will get more that the trading and the collecting and the pop culture stuff. And it's, it's fact. Like I said, I have been a collector for for many years like you said you start your hockey cards or your sports cards in 86 uh, grade six that's yeah. when i started collecting my comics and this just to just to give listeners a, a just a tiny little into my my collection um i started my comics in 1986 one of the issue one of the comics i started collecting was the flash uh, Flash number one came out in June of 86. And we are now sitting at 2023, and I have not missed issue of The Flash. <laughs> so, being said, you have a small window into what my collection may look like. I floored. Just knocking stuff over here. He didn't, he didn't realize how intense that collection was, so actually. He's seen the boxes. He's seen the collection of comics. So there'll be no surprise at that one. 
Yeah. I think, you know, I've got quite a few, uh, I've got a few, quite a few, most of my stuff is all baseball or hockey yeah. more because it more, uh, sports related, but there's other things that I've been collecting as well that are just kind of different. I mean, I've got a lot of old toys that, um, they're still in boxes never been opened i know that you have a ton of the original transformers uh i do um i only have original transformers still in the package just one and it is it is from the 194 series uh i have an original bumblebee in on his card and there's a lot of public uh distribution issues the original bumblebee there's a lot of miscolors and whatnot so I believe I I used to have a red. Bulb. Yes, so that they cut Cliff Bumblebee swap their color swapped, and so collectors have started calling the Bumble Jumper or Bumper or just giving them different names to the the difference on the the color misprint. But like um, there was a color mis get a Bumblebee with a Cliff Jumper head, a Cliff Jumper with a Bumblebee head. Monkey that I still have in my package is a a yellow. And for all you kids out there, Bumblebee was not a Camaro. He was a Volkswagen bug like he was in the 2018 Bumblebee. In my opinion, that's how Bumblebee should remain. But my trans original Transformer collection, I have almost... Um, I'm over 200 of my original Transformers. I played with them. They're well played with, but they are still in decent shape. And basement, what I call my my toy room, I have my Transformers out on display, ranging from the 1984 and Optimus Prime up until the current uh, Trans uh, Studio Series 86 series that's commemorating the, the old original movie. Those ones. So, and you know, you know, what we'll do for the podcast. Yeah is if you go and check us out on Instagram, Chris is going to jump into his basement. He doesn't know I'm about to tell him. Oh. <laughs> He's going to jump into his basement and just shoot a short video. of Like, if you guys haven't seen what his office looks like, it's insane. It, the amount of stuff in there. Am I just... It's, am I... it's like, going, like going into a toy museum. <laughs> am I limiting it to just collection or am i going to include everything down there whatever you want to put okay. i mean so i think it'd be interesting if we throw toss that up on instagram for anybody that's listening right now and you take a look and you see everything uh, yeah ob obsessive maybe of a good descriptive word for me and uh since you've been to my place mike you haven't uh i've i have my office downstairs in my basement which i you when i was during COVID when we were doing homeschooling, that's where I taught from. Um, life has changed. Things are different. I now have that office is still down as it was, but I have set up a second office, like a work office, sit here and I podcast and I will do my school work and I will do my marking, my whatever. Um, I have a second office and un <laughs> uncharacteristically or characteristically, uh, this other office is still into the one in the basement so i don't know if i don't know if you've seen the second office yet i have 
it's 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 becoming like the one down staff. Uh, my old Alex Ross figures, Justice League figures out. I have a lot of some of my up here on display. I have all like the Star Wars helmets to come out from Lego. I have all of those up in here. So yeah, my room house, my offices are very much a collector's paradise. And then uh try and have them up by well today's date is May thirteenth. I will try and have them up and on display Instagram by the end of this day of recording. So Yeah, and I'm curious to see if yeah, it. You know, I I started collecting baseball cards and hockey cards. To, I mean, it was the cool thing to do, yeah, right? It was. Um, back then though, like when I started collecting, it wasn't about keeping things as crisp and neat as they are. So, I mean, if you can find some of the old '80s stuff that is in really good condition, oh, yeah, it it's pretty rare to find. Like. Um, I've got some Nolan Ryan baseball cards from Opeachy that are, I'm going to say I haven't got them graded, but they're probably around a seven or an eight and they are very good condition. It's just, you know, you get the, the corners bent a bit and it makes a big difference in price. Like, um, the Michael Jordan one I have, I haven't got it graded, but, um, from somebody who looked at it, they're saying it's probably about a nine and a half or a 10, yeah. but like the difference between a nine is about 150 bucks. And like I said, the, the 10 is about 550 bucks and the, and it just makes that small little difference. Even if there's scratches on the car, well, even microscopic scratches that we can't see with the, with just looking at, you would need a, a microscope or a magnifying glass to see. That's how, that's how interesting look to see the grading of these comics or cards, um, grading car- yeah. comics and grading of cards is, is similar, but there's different to get a 10 in a comic is almost possible. I do not know of more than maybe 10 comics in my investigations that have warranted a 10. I'm sitting, I have, I have a few graded comics with me in this room. I have, um, I have a what if, uh, like, uh, what if comic with Spider Girl first appearance of Mayday Parker. That is a nine. I have a Daredevil number one by Mark Wade, uh, a cover by Alex Ross, and signed by Stan, which is nine six. I have an Avengers versus X Men with a John Romita original pencil sketch of Ben Grimm, which is a nine eight. And then it's my lowest graded one that's sitting here, but I have an amazing Spider-Man 90, which is an eight. But that one, if you're a Spider-Man fan, that is the death of AC. And um, I picked it up, didn't pay a lot for it. I got Stan Lee to sign it and I got it, you know, I got the certificate of authenticity. That alone, a signature can raise the the value of a card or hundreds of dollars. It's, It's fantastic. The only thing is, is once it's in that slab, once you open it, you won't get it back to that level that it was. So if you have a your Jordan card that's a nine eight, and you open it and you send it back to get it again, it won't be, come back as a nine eight. It'll come back 
9.4 or a 9.1. So once it's out of that seal and that protection, drops, which is the same as open. So basically, if you're gonna if you're gonna grade it, go buy a second copy. Yeah, <laughs> that's not as good. So you can at least read it. That's exactly right. I have a few comics that I have double, and I have some that are graded and some that are are, are not. Um, uh, what if Spider Girl one? I have a graded copy. I have a non graded copy, so I could read it. Um, and it's it it's thing to to have it's a good collector it's a good investment uh, but you gotta you know you gotta enjoy it you gotta love it being with collecting you don't just collect we have a friend who um to collect not because he's interested in it he was in it for the money there was a local comic book store here in grand prairie they was owned by a couple guys that Mike and I went to high school with, and another one they closed down, or they shut down. Uh, but their, you know, their business was pretty pissy. They would give things away. They didn't know a value of whatever they wanted. So it's no surprise that they closed down. But when they did, they had an open house, and you could come in and for they were just geek stock. And our buddy went in and saw this one Batman comic. And 500, which I think, Mike, you have a copy of because it's the first. Yeah. Uh, how many copies do you remember Craig grabbing thinking money? I think he grabbed seven. Seven. Yeah. And that. He, he grabbed quite a few. Yeah. Fantastic as that comic is. Uh, a non-graded copy is not worth as much as you'd think it would be. Well, you also have to remember that any of this grading stuff, and if if somebody out there who's listening is looking at doing this to make money, you also have to think of timing. So, for instance, right now, um, we are in the middle of baseball season, right? Baseball season is going. So if you're looking at selling baseball cards, absolutely fantastic. If you're looking at getting them, you're going to have the price values at the highest point right now. You're going to be able to sell them for your best money. Same thing with hockey. If you're looking at anybody who's currently in the playoffs, you're going to get a better value, especially if they're still in the run for the Stanley Cup. Now, midsummer or at the beginning of a hockey season where it's everybody's got a shot at the Stanley Cup, those cards might drop in value. Or if you're looking at some celebrity items, yep. right? If you've got a celebrity item, but that celebrity is not on the what's hot list right now, you're not going to get as much for it as you would no. if uh, they were hitting the news. Exactly. And again, the same would go with comic books. We're talking to with um, comics. You have to look at the time when um, Harley Quinn premiered in Batman uh, TV series, and then they brought Harley over into the comics, Heart exploded. That original version, original appearance of Harley comics is worth a couple hundred dollars. Other Harleys, not so much. Right now, we're awaiting DC's Flash movie to come out in a month. When that movie comes out, Flash-related is going to go up there's a demand for flash when 
depending, I guess, on how the movie does. From everything I've heard, I think I think we'd be on par with Spider-Man No Way Home. From the reviews I've seen, from people who, they have to be spoiler-free, but they say, Common Thread is, is one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. That's which is a which is going to be a first for DC because typically their movies are not crap. not a first for DC but it's a long time coming because you think back the first superhero movie was Superman in 1978 still in my opinion one of the best superhero movies out there 19 Batman with Michael Keaton that's and now here's another thing everything Batman related is going to go up because Keaton is appearing in the Flash so it is so if you've got some of that, remember those old McDonald's toys, right? The the Batman ones, the penguin. Yep. Any of that stuff, that that's where you're going to start seeing seeing a lot of value come back to those items. Yeah. I still have the uh speaking of the McDonald's stuff, uh, the glasses like the coffee cups for Batman. Yeah. I have that entire set. When my wow. when my mom and dad moved out of their house into their new place a lot of my old stuff that i kept in storage excuse me i just brought picked up brought back to this was putting it away and going through this bin and i found this bin of all the donald cups so i have the batman ones i have a couple like mcdonald shrek cups and a couple disney cups all all from their sales and you know what that kind of stuff are passionate about that. They're McDonald's collectors who want everything McDonald's, like the old McDonald and Grimace and Birdie and Hamburglar action figures that were out there. They're in demand. People want this stuff. So people think of collectors as sports, comics, orders. <laughs> that, it, that, I mean, it, it, it can reach office. a hoarding. Well, you know what, though, like if we refer to, you know, one of our friends that does collecting, I mean, why are you doing the collecting? Is it just straight for monetary value or is it because you love doing it? Like I'll tell you with the sports cards, it's a thrill to try and find, you know, um, a certain card that you're looking for or if there's a certain. Yeah, any anything that you're going after, Yeah, because like right now. I guess the big thing is if you, if you take a look on YouTube, you see so many kids are opening up those blind bags or they open up, um, what do you call it? Those unboxing. Yeah. Any of that. And they don't know what they're going to get. And so that kind of is the same thing as like when you go and you get a pack of hockey cards, you get, you don't know what you're going to get. You could, get a bunch of doubles and or have worthless cards or you get that you know classic foiled jersey Wayne Gretzky anniversary card that signed that could be worth hundreds thousands of dollars exactly so i think one of the things to keep in mind is make sure whatever you start collecting is something that you absolutely love to do because realistically most of the stuff is going to be worthless yeah. at least on on initial yeah. um i mean there's stuff that people have hung on to 
for years and years and years, and eventually it becomes very, very expensive. I mean, Chris recently, um, last summer, went to the Comic-Con in Grand Prairie, and he was making some connections, and you got a uh, cellophane print, or not print, but original, right? Original Flintstone prints from Ron Lemire, the man who was the colorist for Hanna-Barbera back in the 60s. He was... uh... And when he first got those, those were throwaways, yeah, right? Yeah, they were just... Like, that's the stuff that ended up in the garbage. It, he kept he kept them as samples of his work to personally sell. Um, I made a... Yeah, I made a connection with him. I talked with him. I worked with him uh, when he was here. Uh, and he had this apples he had. And there was a Wilma Flintstone cell that is... And a, and a which, you know, is, is a nothing. I couldn't place what episode it's from. But had it there, and he he and I were talking about my love of the Flintstones, and he said, "Here, this is my gift to you. Have it." And I was floored. And I commissioned also an artist and colorist for the um, Transformers and GI Joe cartoons back in the eighties, and I had asked commissioned him to draw me a picture of Optimus Megatron. Time got carried away, and as a he said, I'm going to do it. I don't have time. And instead, he gave me another Flintstone. And this one, I'm able I'm able to picture. I, 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 know, I know the episode. It's got the stamps on it to prove its authenticity. And it is an episode of the Flintstones that was a crossover with Bewitched. Fred and Barney are camping, and Samantha is casting the magic to... The, the Wilma and Betty are better campers and friend Barney, blah, blah, blah. We don't need that history. I have that cell and I have them hanging yeah. on my wall. And it's just, it's amazing. And it's to anybody else, they're like, okay, they're, I've had friends come over to the house. Cool. Flintstone pictures. And I'm like, they're not just Flintstone pictures. Like was my first geek love of the Flintstones. I watch it every, every weekday would, from school i'd watch it on tv i went to uncle worked at cfrn and he was telling me he said chris flintstones is nothing much than a the, playing it to a camera than broadcasting it I didn't care i would go to bedrock city it was again for you young ones it was a flintstone disneyland there was two of them in bc british columbia for you non and we'd go visit there like every couple of years, and I loved it. Flintstones, it, so anything Flintstones, it's not because I think it's worth money. I don't care if it's worth money. To me, that's a passion of mine. I l- love Flintstones. So I have those two cells that Ron gave me. I have four original signed Flintstone cells from Hanna-Barbera and, oh my God, I can't remember the other guy's name. Benedict, um, and I have those four original cells signed that I my house. I don't. I don't even know what they're worth. I don't care what. But that's something I love. That's something I'm passionate about. That, that Flintstone stuff's hard to find. That really so. I don't care about the value. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's something I enjoy. It's something I like to collect. So, yeah, it's. That's that's where we're going to wrap it up today, everyone. Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, make sure to reach out to us and let us know 
on our Instagram page, under that post that Chris is going to be doing later on today, let us know what your favorite collectibles are. And you know, if you've got an awesome collection, post it on your own Instagram, make sure to tag us in that. We want to see what you have, and maybe we can have you join us on the podcast at some point. And you can discuss your collection as well. We now have the ability to have callers join us. Uh, also, through the thing we have, we have uh, the ability to have a chat function. We have a super chat function. So you are a member of the Podbean community. Uh, log in, show your love, show your support. And uh, we're to being back in the saddle, so to speak, and sharing our our thoughts, our geekiness, and uh, we want to hear from you. And when I post those pictures on the Instagram, please don't judge me. <laughs> All right. And, and we do realize um, at some points today, it's been a little staticky when we're talking. We're still working out some of the details on this new program, but uh, it's uh, probably going to be eventually once we get everything ironed out, it's going to be much better than the system that we were using before. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a fan and supporting us. Keep your collections alive. Let us know. Uh, we will be talking to you in the very near future.